Hey guys, this is Eddie McClintock. I play Special Agent Pete Latimer on Warehouse 13. At least I did before they canceled us. Shh. And you guys are listening to Paul, Ian, and Matt on the McSauce Comic Book Podcast. Check it out. What's up? Welcome to episode 124 of the McSauce Comic Book Podcast. My name is Paul McGinty. With me, as always, is Matt Casal. Hello. Absent from the episode tonight is Ian Sharpley taking care of some business on the black side of town. It is Monday night, October 19th, and tonight we're going to do a little McSauce-tober, talk some, uh, some of our favorite... Halloween stories, but we're also going to get treated to the extended Star Wars trailer tonight. This is the the real trailer, not the teaser trailer, the real deal. Two plus minutes, right? Yep. So, while this is a McSauce-tober episode, it's really going to be a McStar Wars episode. <laughs> That's right, Paul. McSauce-tober rolls on uh, in week two of McSauce-tober. Um... So, like you said, we're going to talk some uh, classic Halloween stories that um, have withstood the test of time. But let's face it, tonight's episode is mainly going to be about Star Wars. We didn't plan for this. The The powers that be at Lucasfilm decided tonight, during Monday Night Football, they were going to air the new Star Wars trailer. Before we get into my grievances with that, uh, hit housekeeping real quick, and then we'll pick up with why this is happening tonight. Alright guys, so there's not a whole lot to cover tonight, but what we would like to do is remind you to visit McSauce.com. There we post uh, new reviews for comics twice a week. We also post two podcasts, or I'm sorry, just one (laughs) podcast, guys. If you're lucky. Just one, if you're lucky. We also post two comic strips a week. Uh, McSauce.com, that's where all the goodness happens. Um, anything else you want to add? Super fast version of housekeeping. Uh, look us up on Twitter at Gint underscore McSauce at the sauce and at Lil Depressed Matt, and also on Facebook where all of that goodness gets funneled through. That's right. We're also gonna. Uh, we're also post... on Instagram, just at McSauce. Yeah, we're on Tumblr too. Yeah, but that doesn't see a lot of play. The Instagram account's been. We've right. been a little more attentive to that recently. Well, we're also. Uh, gonna post um our video that we promised last week uh which was our visit to the murder house uh if you didn't hear episode 123 it was when paul ian and myself visited the murder house in uh lovely uh north hills of uh, pennsylvania and uh we did take a video of it but we have yet to put the video up that will be up by the time you hear this podcast so please be sure to check out the facebook page check out the video listen to paul's truest um, most frightening moment of his life. Uh, it's right there on the video. So, uh, without further ado, I was, I, I was playing it down a little bit today, and like I, I, I still say that I wasn't incredibly terrified, ready to jump out of the car and run down the street. But there was, I, w- I was on the razor's edge of panic. There was genuine concern in that video. Um. You know what, guys? You be the judge, because he sounded really scared to me. Um, 
and that will be up, so please watch it. It's a really funny video. It's about four minutes long. Is that about right? Four minutes? Five minutes? Something, uh, like, something that. like that. Something like that. So, uh, I think we can get right into the episode. We'll talk a little um, McSauce-tober, and then it's going to pretty much be all Star Wars all night. What we're going to do, basically, is we're going we're gonna to pause the podcast at about the halfway point, and then we're going to actually watch the trailer in real time. We have not seen it yet. Uh, as we were recording this, it is 9.27 p.m. on Monday night. Uh, we have not seen the trailer yet, and by all accounts, um, they say that the trailer is going to air, what, about? Halftime. About halftime, so that'll be in about 30 minutes half Halftime of Monday Night Football. There's 10 minutes left in the second quarter. Right, and we can get to that grievance in a little bit, but I did want to talk about some really cool classic Halloween stories, and I was looking at my bookshelf recently and I was thinking what can I talk about on the podcast that maybe we haven't covered before like what is to me like a seminal Halloween story that um that we haven't covered because we cover a lot of Halloween slash horror stuff on this show and year round year round we're horror fans we are um but the one that I don't think I ever really talked about and if I have you know, I'm sure that there are uh, loyal fans that have every episode memorized, but um, I don't remember ever talking about. I'm sure we've gotten into this at some time have before. We? All right, well, but we're gonna do it again. We're gonna get into it again. I brought it with me tonight, Paul. This is this is Garfield's <clears throat> Halloween Adventure, which to me, uh, it, it's not only a book. It's it was also a TV special. Um, I'm not sure which came first. To be honest with you, do you know? I don't. I forgot there was a book uh, attached to this until you brought it in tonight. But as soon as I saw it, it brought everything back. I had this book. I don't know where it is now. It's probably in my mother's basement. Yeah. Or something. But um, you just flip through a page with uh, John wearing the jack-o'-lantern on his head. Yeah. Good old John Arbuckle. John Arbuckle is, you know, I looking always... looking at these pages is like a time machine taking me back to the good old days. It really does. Um, there was something so special and and magical about this story. Um, you know, when I read it today, it, it's not particularly funny, and that goes for like all of Garfield, uh, right? But there's just something um, very nostalgic about it, and uh, kind of timeless. Where. Um, it, basically, what Garfield's Halloween adventure is about, Garfield wakes up on Halloween morning, and he, uh, for those of you that don't know, he's a sarcastic cat that likes lasagna, and he wakes voiced up on- primarily by Bill Murray. Was that really Bill Murray that voiced him? Yeah, for a long time. Hmm. Anyway, so he wakes up Halloween morning, and- uh, Binky the Clown shows up on TV and Who says... Who was always kind of sinister to me. He was. As a kid, even now, Binky the Clown, kind of sinister. He was a clown. What do you expect? Mm, he got me there. Okay, so he shows up on TV and he says, Hey, you know what tonight is? It's Halloween. You get all the free candy you want. So once Garfield realizes what Halloween is all about, he decides he needs to dress up. And he gets Odie to dress up with him and they decide to be pirates. And then they go out and they have this Halloween adventure where they go to uh they float down a local creek i guess uh yeah or, it turns or a into river a raging, or something yeah i i don't know i feel like it's gonna they, be a creek until it turns into a river yeah they go across <laughs> a river or something because there's a lonely house that they figure wasn't getting much play on halloween so they probably had a ton of candy there 
So they end up going there, and as it turns out, this house is haunted with, of course, pirate ghosts, and they have to survive that encounter. And uh, I'm not going to tell you how it ends. You're just going to have to read it for yourself. Garfield dies. Yeah, right. <laughs> Odie carries his lifeless body back to John. <laughs> and in the last panel is John Arbuckle holding Odie and Garfield screaming, No! It's great for all for all ages. Great family fun. It was such an indelible part of my Halloweens as a kid. And it's a shame that, you know... You know, it's it's the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown, classic. Will always be a classic, but you know, I feel like that's that's the one that really holds up now. Like everyone still holds that in such high esteem. But this Garfield story was just as important to me as Peanuts was. Yeah, totally agreed. As but a matter Garfield's of fact, been relegated to like no one even plays it anymore. Well, the only way you get to watch it is if you bought the DVD. Yeah, it doesn't that's true. Air. That's true. The DVD, the, the most recent one that I know of was like a, a triple pack. It had Garfield's Christmas, Thanksgiving, and Halloween all in one. Um, I own that somewhere, and it, it's a good special, and I feel like it would be um, you know, good for really any kid. I feel like it would hold up for audiences today. It's kind of timeless. Um, but to me, it... it left way more of a, a mark on my childhood. I never even saw It's the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown until I was an adult. Really? Yeah. Are you fucking kidding? I'm not kidding. How does now, that happen? I don't know, but I saw um, the uh, It's a Charlie Brown Christmas. Like, is that what it's called? Or is it Merry Christmas, Charlie Brown? I don't know what the fuck it's called, but the Christmas it's one. something, Charlie Brown. And, and Christmas somewhere in there probably too. I guarantee the words Charlie Brown and Christmas are somehow intertwined in the name of that that holiday special. But um, I had seen that a million times, but never the pumpkin one. The other the other Charlie Brown special from my childhood that I remember was the Bon Voyage Charlie Brown, where him and the gang go to um, France. Of all places, I'm not really sure what the relevance of of that being a special because it feels like anytime there's like a holiday special based on beloved cartoon characters, it's tied to a holiday. It's not just like, hey, let's go to France. Let's do a special about it. The France thing is super weird. It was a Charlie Brown Christmas, and that premiered in 1965. 1965. So that predates Garfield's Halloween Adventure by 20 years. Garfield's Halloween Adventure was from 1985. Um, but, you know, in 1985, I was five years old, Paul was 15 or 16, and so it was like a major part of our, of our adolescence and childhood. Mm -hmm. So, um, I was really happy that I found this on my shelf, uh, tonight, and I was just like, you know, I gotta bring this and talk about it, and as I've thumbed through it, um, I'm definitely gonna have to read it in the next week or two, because, um... It's just so nostalgic. It it you look at it and it just makes you smile. It makes you feel good. Um, do you have any um, any specials other than the Garfield Halloween special and maybe the Great Pumpkin Charlie Brown that that really left a mark on you, Paul? Those are the those are the big two. There was a Disney Halloween special. I don't remember what all was involved in it, but they always played. The 1930s, uh, the Dancing Skeletons, 
or one of you know one of those original Disney animations uh, where the skeletons are dancing around the cemetery. I think there was also a bit where Mickey's in a haunted house, and it's it's they're both black and white when all <clears throat> when all that that stuff's going on. But like I have less of a memory of the Disney stuff than I do Peanuts or Garfield, which were like I could you know recite you both of those. Yeah, I remember that Disney one that you're talking about. Um, I actually had a T-shirt uh, that I got at Target, actually, that had that old animation style with the skeletons yeah. lined up across the front of it. I maybe thought it was maybe really it's just cool. called the skeleton dance. Yeah, um, you know, I don't know what it is about Halloween, but there just weren't that many specials. Like it felt like most of the specials were reserved for Christmas, and like thinking back, like. You know, I, I think I was 13 when The Nightmare Before Christmas came out. And that has kind of taken over to me as the definitive Halloween kind of like family thing. You know, like yeah, not, yeah. not the definitive Halloween movie necessarily, because maybe that's saved for like Night of the Living Dead or something. But uh, yeah, my um, my brother's uh, nine years younger than me and. Uh, Nightmare Before Christmas was a huge part of our house because he was into it then. Like right. I was, I was too old and too cool to be into a Nightmare Before Christmas at that point. Yeah, I remember seeing the previews for it and I thought it looked so good. And then I saw it in the theater and I was disappointed that it was a musical because I wasn't into musicals as a thirteen-year-old boy. You know, I wanted something a little bit maybe creepier and other thirteen-year-old boys. What? I wanted right? other thirteen-year-old boys. Right? No, that's now. <laughs> um, yeah. So, well, but well, now Nightmare Before Christmas is, is is brilliant. I mean, back then I was a it is. I was a teenager. I didn't have time for anything but myself. Y yeah, then. those songs uh, when I hear them today this are is so. Halloween. This is Halloween. Right. Halloween. Halloween. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's the one. And uh, we'll also give you a link, folks, for where you can find that brilliant soundtrack on the <laughs> iTunes store. But um, it, all the songs in it are just so well written and so well performed. Did you know that Danny Elfman is the, the guy that actually sings on no, that? I didn't know that. He sings all the parts of Jack Skellington, whereas uh, the guy that voices him was the, was the prince from um, The Princess Bride. Very always? No, 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 no. The the prince, the prince Buttercup or whatever. Humperdink. Humperdink. Really? Yeah. Wow, I didn't know that. He also played the vampire in Fright Night. Getting an education tonight. Yeah. Oh shit! Yeah, I guess he did play the vampire in Fright Night. I haven't seen the original Fright Night in a long time. The original time. Fright Night holds up. And you know what? This is the time of year where you might want to look into watching that. You know, we were talking about. Uh, scary movies and horror movies last week and we were talking about the overrated things things that we hate as we every once in a while do here on the McSauce comic book podcast but I want to talk about something underrated Fright Night that is an underrated movie I feel like maybe it's getting a little bit more recognition over the years but like for many many years I feel like it was kind of a forgotten horror gem I think it, I think it is and I think it works it works for it Mm -hmm. It also works for the sequel with Colin Farrell and that would Anton be a, Yelchin that because would be a they're remake, both. Actually, you're right. 
the, the remake because they're both good movies. They are good movies. Which one did you prefer? You don't remember the original. I haven't well. seen the original uh, recently enough to compare the two. I'm going to give the nod to the original strictly because I like the um, the the vampire hunter idea better where he was like a late night TV host kind of thing. Um, that's another like nostalgic uh, nod to to kind of a a time gone by where you don't really see that host like hosting like horror show TV shows or anything. Um, it almost felt like a public access. It was a public access kind of thing because yeah, the, or even the something main like character... Joe Bob Briggs. What Joe Bob Briggs late night driving? Um, I think it was on USA. I don't remember where that. they play just terrible like B movies. I honestly, shit, I don't think I remember that. Shit. Really? I really don't. I bet if you Google Joe Bob Briggs, you'd be like, ah, oh, maybe I, I would. That maybe guy. I would. So, uh, anyway, um. I kind of lost my train of thought there, Paul. Uh, we were talking about how good both Fright Nights yeah, are. Yeah, but, but I'm going to give the nod to the original one just because I like the premise of the vampire hunter as like a TV character as opposed to a Chris Angel type like yeah, uh, yeah. illusionist in Las Vegas. Um, Ian and I have been drawing the McSauce comic strip for a long time now. I think, it was, I think we've been doing this for six years. And... For the first time today, I drew Mike Myers and Jason Voorhees. Nice. And it blows my mind that we've been doing this for eight years, and I haven't put them in a comic yet. Yeah. But it was fun. It was kind of creepy looking up the, uh, you know, looking up the reference images at uh, Mike Myers all day. I I'd fully expect to have nightmares tonight. <laughs> Um, because Mike Myers is just, is just creepy. Like Jason, yeah, fine. You know, he's he's a killer. Hockey mask, it's scary. But that Mike Myers mask, even though, like, I I tell myself, don't be afraid. It's William Shatner. Yeah, but it's, just the, it, the but black it is, eyes it, in the in the yeah. original, creepy, super creepy. It's um, it's creepy because it's a face, right? It's not just like a, um, a hockey mask. It's an actual face with features. But yet, it's so expressionless, and, and without the most intimate feature being the eyes. Is is it completely lacking eyeballs? In the originals, it's just they're just. I mean, the eye holes are there, but you never see them. It's always so dark. Okay. They just look like black holes. I think in the Rob Tom, the Rob Thomas, <laughs> the Rob Thomas movie. <laughs> I think in the uh, Rob Zombie movie, you see a little bit of his face inside there. Yeah. Which is creepy in a different way, but when it's just these black holes on something so recognizable like a face, I think it makes it even worse. Yeah, uh, I feel like I need to rewatch the the Rob Zombie version and and try to notice how much we actually see um, Tyler Maine's eyes. Tyler Maine, of course, is the... uh, Kane. Is he Kane? That's not Kane. Isn't that WWE's Kane? No, it's not Kane. He He was a wrestler. But he wasn't Kane. Hmm. He was Sabretooth in the original X-Men movie, in Brian Singer's movie that kicked off superhero movies as we know them I today. I bet that old comic smell is screaming their brains out listening to this right now. Well, you're the one that said it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that Send your email um, to at Gint underscore McSauce. That's the one. Uh, so, 
guys, I'm so sorry that we're doing an abbreviated version of Mixostober tonight. But like we talked about, I already have things in mind like I want to do for the next episode for uh, the next episode of Mixostober. But tonight is, is really about Star Wars. And I really wanted to talk about the new movie poster that they released yesterday. Um, at, at 12 o'clock Standard Eastern Time. Um, yeah. Eastern Standard Time as well. Eastern Standard Time? Yeah, EST. EST, it's not ST. Eastern Standard Time. It's not set? It's not set. Well, you know, here <clears> at the McSauce <throat> Comic Book Podcast, we like to do things a little differently. <laughs> so it is going to be Standard Eastern Time. So, uh, so they released this poster yesterday. Uh, finally, um, two months before the movie actually comes out, and um, it it was, in my opinion, and and if you guys listen to the show on a regular basis, you've probably heard me air some some general grievances about my feelings on the, the way that they've been handling the marketing of this particular film by not I, giving us enough by not giving us really much of anything like two teasers over the span of about a year just doesn't feel like enough and then they tried to do like a marketing blitz based on just two little teasers with barely any dialogue I'm barely okay. any explanation leave us leave us in the dark I, I get, keep it all fresh paul ever since you said that like uh, you know those words resonated with me and i, I get that to a degree but this is so not what you do to market a movie this, this is not like anything i've ever seen before well they're certainly changing that tonight aren't they yeah so uh speaking of grievances we will get to paul's uh general opinions on um them airing this trailer tonight during monday night football of all things but uh, I do want to talk about this poster a little bit more. I know we have about, what, three minutes left in regulation? Or yeah. in the half, I mean? Give or take a couple timeouts. 2.33, so we're coming up on the two-minute warning. And just so you folks at home understand what's going on in the football game, it is 14-7, <laughs> Eagles over the Giants right now. Eagles do have the ball at about the 42-yard line. So anyway... The poster comes out yesterday, and my honestly, like my first reaction was a little bit of disappointment. Why was it disappointment? Because it's because it's a Photoshop job, right? Because it's not a Drew Struzan original. Because it's not a exactly because the poster that Drew Struzan did a few months ago for Force Awakens, yeah, was that was like for a, the, the uh, teaser Sandi of a teaser, right? It was the San Diego Comic Con. It was cool because it was Drew Struzan, but at but the same time, that's the only time, reason it was cool. It wasn't. It didn't have that grandiose like all-encompassing kind of thing it only had a couple characters featured on it it didn't have the same kind of traditional like uh layout that that sort of like almost told the story of the film with everything similarly to the way that this poster well, does maybe do. they couldn't afford drew struzan to put this whole thing together well the sad thing is whoever put it together it's a nice photoshop job but quite frankly you or i could do this give us yeah. the assets to yeah. do it and we could pull that off and it would look cool, but you know, not everyone can do what Drew Struzan does or any other painter. There's something very classic about Star Wars. There's a texture to his work. There is that is only in his work. There is. I mean, certainly other painters have texture. 
And even yeah, if yeah. it couldn't be Drew Struzan, I wish it was a painter that you know had that classic uh, movie poster yeah, style. Yeah, but I don't, I don't want a Drew Struzan replica artist. I understand. If it's if, it's, if you're not going to get Drew Struzan, get someone like Phil Noto. Get someone totally different, right? But still and totally capable, right? Of putting something like this together. I agree. I agree. Um, this isn't a bad poster by any means. It's a really cool layout, but but I was disappointed that it wasn't artwork. It was Photoshop. And uh, so that was like, and I'm almost disappointed that I was disappointed in it because it is cool looking, but my initial reaction wasn't like totally positive. Um, it, it, the thing, like they keep, trying to like harken back to the classic days of star wars this movie is being you know billed as the force awakens and not episode seven similarly to the way return of the jedi was return of the jedi and not episode six like they're trying to like have everything be a, a throwback to the way that it was in the original three and here we have an opportunity to do a painterly style poster and it's photoshop it's as 21st century as it gets. So with that in mind, let's look at the actual layout of the poster. I think it's cool. Um, I think it gets a little busy right there in the center. Because um, there's an awful lot of characters kind of right there in the middle. Uh, what do you think, Paul? That busy center is responsible for one of my favorite one of the two big points I take away from looking at this poster. Go. Um, one we can save for a minute. But the other is a C-3PO and R2-D2. In the classic 3PO-R2 pose where 3PO's got his hand on R2's head. And it feels like these are C-3... This is C-3PO and R2-D2. I'm getting my grammar correct. These are these characters that I'm that I wanted to see in the prequels that I didn't that are from the original trilogy. The characters yeah. are back to who they really are. Like l just looking at this poster and looking at these characters, I don't I can almost guarantee C3PO this C3PO in this poster will not get his head replaced by a battle droid head. Like he's going to be back to the over analytical fussy goldenrod that he he always has been and just the the way he and r2 are together and he's he's touching r2 it feels like as soon as i look at just those two characters regardless of whatever's happening around them it takes me right back to being a kid loving everything about the original trilogy mm -hmm. like they are the touchstone in this poster for me mm -hmm. everything else is pretty neat um no, I I really love seeing Carrie Fisher. Hopefully, looking like she will in the movie because she looks pretty good. Granted, I'm sure some work has been done on this image, but like I, I, I love this the, isn't Photoshop for nothing. I love the you know elaborate hair that she has. You know, yeah. harking back to her original trilogy hairstyles, along with you know the Queen of Naboo hairstyles. Yep. You know, gives you a you know little bit of both both trilogies, and it's nice. I I like seeing her be involved. Yeah, unlike someone else, who's not involved in this poster, Matt. Uh, it it could be a number of characters. Captain Hux. 
General Hux. General Hux. General Hux. General Hux has not shown his his trademark evil um, scowl in in, in this poster, but I I think you're probably referring to uh, Mark Hamill's Luke Skywalker not being on the poster. Um, Yeah, I kind of scoured the poster for that. That was probably the first thing that I did. I was like, I want a hint of Luke. I'm like looking in all the dark corners of the poster seeing like where he might be or if there's any indication a silhouette just anything like a a general shape of it maybe but no there there is no luke skywalker present in any capacity though that's what you were looking for were you surprised that you didn't get him a little bit really a little bit see i didn't get that's the first thing i went for where's luke give me something luke and he wasn't on there and i was like you fucking assholes of course and I wasn't all that surprised. Yeah, you know, I I was I was looking for him because I thought, like, by all accounts, this movie is basically the search for Luke Skywalker. If he's kind of the the central like um, quest for the movie, maybe there would be some indication of him, like whether it's like a Between giant the, silhouette of his but, head, like kind of almost framing the whole thing, like a hooded Luke or Between something. Between Jedi and this, he. Gave himself up. Needs of the many outweighed the needs of Luke, and this is the search for Skywalker. Yeah, right. They're gonna rebuild the Genesis Death Star up there in the corner, and yeah. So apparently they're, they're gonna find Baby Luke in there, right? It, it appears that there's a new super weapon that looks very reminiscent of a Death Star. It seems to have eyelashes, which I thought was a little bit strange. I would love it if that's if that winds up just being the head of a droid that's like three feet tall. That would be really funny. Um, but I'm pretty sure it's a super weapon. Oh, there it is. A little preview on the TV. Uh, we may be abruptly ending this broadcast. Uh, oh, folks. we've got a minute 30. There's going to someone's going to call a timeout. All right. So, 14, seven Philadelphia, everyone. So uh, a couple of the other things I noticed, um, uh, two things in particular. One, the character Ray seems to be the most prominent thing on the poster. She's front and center. Which indicates to me this she isn't, is. Su- this isn't surprising, though. No, it sort of confirms some theories. I would say, you know, like I had a feeling she was the character. Um, I remember when they first cast the movie, I had said that I felt like John Boyega, um, who's also featured prominently on the poster. I had a feeling he was going to be the main character of the film, but it appears that Ray is going to be the main character. Well, which if- minority needs needs to be? the lead character in this trilogy probably women the women or the black guy still Uh, a guy thumbs down to the guys i don't know i'm gonna say the women um because a dude has been the most prominent character in star wars for six movies now so clearly because even though we put the poll out to the fans on facebook the fans on twitter the resounding reply to who was the sixth most important character in the Star Wars universe. Who was the sixth most important After character? After it was Luke, Vader, Han, the Emperor. Who else? Obi-Wan? Obi-Wan. Those were your big five. And the last character voted in was Yoda. Mm-hmm. Not Princess Leia. Not R2-D2. Princess Dro- Leia got the least amount of votes. Right. Droidists out there also. Uh, yeah, a little bit. I mean, anyone that didn't say R2-D2 is clearly wrong, but that's okay. Well, you know what? Yoda did absolutely nothing except train Luke in I- one movie. But that's okay. That's okay, McSauce fans. You've chosen 
He is he is your sixth roster spot on the McSaw Star Wars I, I love, team. I love how it's okay, but you're stupid. <laughs> it's okay that you're stupid, McSauce fans. Um, so uh, the, the couple of the points I wanted to say about the poster was, was with Ray being so prominent, and then you have Kylo Ren behind her. If you notice how her staff runs perfectly parallel with Kylo Ren's uh, lightsaber, clearly that is not a coincidence. There's some connection there where I feel like that that is almost telling you that they are like on similar paths. Maybe one went to the light side, one went to the dark side. You don't think the artist stumbled across that and was like, oh, that looks nice. No, I think that that's intentional. I feel like um, these two characters... Um, are very likely related, brother and sister, cousins, something like that. You know, you see Han and Leia together on the poster, and right above them is Rey. I can't help but feel like well, that's the offspring. Right, right above them is Chewbacca. Well, yeah, but Chewbacca didn't didn't father uh, Rey in any capacity. <laughs> he may have watched. <laughs> he probably did. <laughs> um, but then we have, uh, to the right, the, the third most prominent character on the poster is Finn, John Boyega's character. And he is the hero that's wielding the lightsaber, which weirdly is cropped out of the way for us to see that it is Luke's lightsaber. We know that. It's Luke's original blue lightsaber that he lost in Cloud City. But he seems to be holding it in a way that makes me feel like he knows what he's doing with it. Whereas I was sort of under the impression we were going to see him fight, but he wasn't going to be much of a swordsman. But now I'm feeling different. You're drawing a lot of what-ifs from what we've seen so far because we really haven't seen anything so Well, we far. see him ignite the saber in that Instagram teaser thing that and they how, did about two months much, ago. Yeah, but how much is this poster really telling us? Like, how, how deep do we really need to be looking into this I thing? feel like we can go pretty deep with it. I feel like at some point, Ray is going to hold her staff similarly to how she is holding it in the poster. I feel like we will see uh, Finn hold a lightsaber similarly to how he seems to be wielding it here. That doesn't seem like a very advanced lightsaber pose to me. Well, you know, it's... I feel like I could do that and, and only graze the the fabric on my jacket with that hot blade. Well, that it does seem kind of dangerous, but people say that the that the cross guard on Kylo Ren's lightsaber is dangerous too, but I have a feeling in about 41 seconds according to ESPN right now, um, we're going to we're going to see Kylo Ren do something cool with his lightsaber. So real quick, Paul, I'm sorry to interrupt, but we only have 41 seconds here after all. Someone's going to call a timeout. We've got tons of time. Do you have Oh, there's a flag, there's a flag. so Don't 34 we'll seconds. Do you have any predictions you'd like to call out before the trailer starts? Like, any anything specific you expect to see? No. Do you think we will see any indication of Luke tonight? At this point, I, I, I hope not. It, we've, we've been in the dark this mm -hmm. far. We've seen what we assume is Luke's robot hand mm -hmm. reaching out for R2. Mm -hmm. um, no. Let it go. Just, okay, just so keep, keep us keep us in the dark. My prediction is um, we will not see any full-on like clear shot of him. We may see some kind of silhouette, and I think we will hear a mention of his name specifically or like a great warrior, like him being referenced. Do you think we may see the green lightsaber ignite? Yes. Before credits? Yes. 
As a matter of fact, that's my prediction. That's how the trailer will end. Green lightsaber igniting. Because that will get everybody, like, that will give all fans blue balls. Even the ladies. So, um, what seems to have fans in an uproar, or I don't even think fans in an uproar. I think casual Star Wars fans that this is a third Death Star. If this is a third Death Star, do you have a problem with that? Because I don't. Uh, not really. I mean, a weapon that can destroy planets is pretty badass. Um, let's see what it does. You know, let's let's reserve some judgment and see. Maybe it's a little bit redundant, but maybe it's really cool. Let's just give it a minute. Yeah, like I well, it, it looks like, it looks like a, a third Death Star, but it, it does. doesn't like. I don't think it's going to be redundant. You're not going to bring another regular A New Hope Death Star to the table. Right. You're not going to bring a half finished Death Star to the table like right. a Jedi. Like if if you're going to be ballsy enough to be like, you know what? We're doing this a third time. There's going to be something special about this right. thing. And I almost feel like the Death Star is such a part of original trilogy lore at this point mm-hmm. that it almost fits for them to have one. They've had 30 years to construct a new Death Star, a better Death Star, something Maybe. that doesn't have... An exhaust port. Yeah. Something that you can't fly the fucking Millennium Falcon well, into the core of. I look at the picture and I think maybe it like rotates on its axis where the weapon, like the laser part can like kind of aim now and the whole machine doesn't have to rotate. I don't know. I heard that it's like a whole planet now instead of like a, a battle station, but we will find out. I think this is actually a good point to, um, to pause the podcast and we're going to come back with our instant Star Wars trailer analysis. So stay tuned. It's only going to be about two seconds for you guys. It'll be a few minutes for Expect us. Expect Matt to be excited and me to be disappointed. All right. Well, that's Paul's prediction. We'll see you in a minute. So... Maybe we were a little premature with um, with pausing the podcast because now we have to sit through week five NFL highlights before we actually get to talk about um, the Force Awakens trailer. But uh, Paul wanted to share his grievance before we actually see the trailer. So as we're watching these highlights that we couldn't possibly care less about, um, Paul, why don't you go ahead and, and air some grievances? Well, Disney is a multimedia machine. I mean, they have anything you want at their disposal. They do. Why are they airing the Star Wars trailer on Monday Night Football? Well, because it's on ESPN and they own ESPN. Right. I get that connection, but why aren't they airing this during a show that needs help? Or is a little lackluster? Monday Night Football doesn't need any help from Star Wars to get viewers. Maybe it's it Monday does. Night Football. Maybe it does need some help. You think so? I don't the know. The NFL's hurting? I, I don't think it's hurting. Do you think the NFL paid a pretty penny? Say, hey, why don't you bring that over here? They may have. Um, I think that Sunday Night Football gets better ratings than Monday Night Football, which was never the case when ESPN had Sunday Night Football. 
But ever since Sunday Night Football went to NBC from ESPN, and ESPN took Monday Night Football from, uh, I guess it was ABC. Well, because it now Sunday Night Football is on the uh, the the regular network. Like you can see Sunday Night Football no that, matter what cable package you have. That's true. That's true. So, I mean, what what would you suggest? Do you think it should have aired with like Star Wars Rebels, maybe on Disney? I don't XD? think it needed to air with anything. It's the it, fucking Star Wars trailer. Just fucking drop it. Right, which they could have done. But this is gonna. Oh, here we go, folks. All right, this is it. This is not relevant anymore. Turn it up, man. This guy doesn't give a shit. Who That's the hell Mike is this Tarico. guy? Let's Mike Tirico. Mike Tirico doesn't like Star Wars. Star Wars. The Force. Oh, wait. There we go. Who are you? I'm no one. What the fuck is that? Quite excited. Just a little taste of what's ahead. So mark your calendars. Star Wars, The Force Awakens, December. I don't know. I'm looking forward to Hunger Games. <laughs> yeah. So, do you want to stop this video? Yeah. All right. We are back from the extended Star Wars trailer, the real Star Wars trailer. We got teaser trailers before. We got a couple small clips. This time we got the full deal 
Matt, how how long was this thing? The trailer? How long was this trailer? I'll tell you. It was um, two minutes 235. and 35. Ooh. A lot of stuff packed in that 235. Yep. To you good McSauce listeners, it feels like we were gone for mere seconds. We were gone for well, about an hour. hour. Probably an hour. <laughs> Dissecting frame by frame on the DVR what things meant. Paul, that's not all we were doing. Why don't you tell the listeners what else we had to take care of before um, well, before we came back. We were clean we were cleaning up each other's tears of joy. <laughs> Those weren't tears. <laughs> it was semen. It was, it was eye semen. <laughs> And we also spent um, probably about 45 minutes of that hour trying to purchase tickets for The Force oh, Awakens. Oh my god. I didn't realize they went on sale tonight after we watched the trailer. Matt's like, oh, oh my god, we got the tickets. And then we had four different Apple devices we <laughs> trying had, to we buy We had tickets. two computers and two iPhones going to multiple try to Multiple browsers on. on each. Multiple browsers, multiple websites. Fandango, Cinemark. Lowe's. Yeah. AMC. AMC. All guess, over the board. Guess who came through in the end? Fandango. It was Fandango, but it was through... Through Lowe's. Through Lowe's.com. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, that's where the McSauce crew is going to be seeing Star Wars at uh, 12.01 a.m., I believe. We're all grouped. We're not in the same row, but we're all grouped, we're grouped. together. Right. It, we're in reserve seating. We're in the fancy luxury leather seats lots of room yeah um, it's gonna be yeah. we're upstairs it, it's gonna be we can get we don't have to wait in line we can get there just before the previews start and yep. walk right into our seats that's right that's a luxury i will absolutely pay for well i paid for it but that's okay well, we're gonna pay you back asshole. <laughs> no, <it's okay. laughs> but that's that's a luxury worth paying for no matter whose money it is right um yeah, I, I didn't realize they went on sale as soon as this uh, this trailer dropped tonight, but... Ah, uh, holy shit. So, the trailer. Yeah, the trailer, the trailer was... You know what? I expected Matt to be out of his mind, excited tonight. I'm pretty excited myself. <laughs> A little surprised at my own excitement. Uh, Paul, what excited you the most out of the 2 minutes and 35 second trailer that we saw tonight? When the X-Wing's chasing the Millennium Falcon through wreckage on Jakku, and you hear Han and Leia's theme. I don't think those were X-Wing's chasing or the, the Millennium Falcon. Or the TIE Fighters chasing the Millennium Falcon. When you hear Han and Leia's theme. Um, I'm a, Han I'm and a, Leia's theme goes how? Hum it for the audience. Da, 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 da. Very good. I was, that was really da, good. Da, okay, all right, that's enough. So like I'm a I'm a big big music guy. I listen to a lot of music. I feel like music affects me more than it does other people. Like if I'm on a long road trip and someone's playing music I don't like, like I'm 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 willing to just roll myself out of the car and die on the side of the road. That's fine. Um, so <laughs> music has a profound effect on me. Mm-hmm. And when I hear certain notes, especially from the Star Wars trilogy, the original trilogy, or the John Williams Superman theme. Um, or the Indiana Jones romantic theme as well. I feel like they're all somewhat interchangeable. Uh, right. Um, when, like, they they touch, a, they touch a part of me that few other things do. And as soon as, as soon as you hear that music in this trailer, I mean, that's what, that's what really roped me in, uh, heart and soul. And uh, the second moment is when 
the X-Wings are skimming across the lake, and they open the, X, the S-Foils into attack we position, saw, and we, you hear the, the main title, mm-hmm. or Luke's theme. Is that what played there? Is I can't remember. Is that what played there? I thought it was the Force theme. How's that go? Yeah, Luke's theme. But it was, is, it was a little more percussive. It was. It had like a like a bass like it would hit on every like major note, uh, which was really cool. Oh, but, holy shit, man! Those those two. Yeah, those were the big. Those um, were the big uh, the big hits of, the, of this trailer. I thought you were gonna say it was Han's dialogue that well, was the big hit of the trailer. That, that, that too. I mean, there's <laughs> a lot of stuff to like. So <laughs> basically everything. Oh, not, not, not everything. Well, we'll get there. We'll get there. The the things dialogue, that you didn't like man. so much. But the Han dialogue, mm. what is the Han dialogue? He says, uh, it's true. The dark side. No, he says it's true. All of it. The dark side, it. the Jedi, the real. Yeah. Which paints such a, a picture of this universe. Like it, it, it kind of like for the people living inside the universe it makes it seem like the whole jedi and the sith was something of a legend like people don't even know like they were basically they had han's point of view early han right in a new hope han says you know hokey religions and ancient weapons well that that dialogue from han on the millennium falcon when luke's luke's training with the blast helmet yeah he says that line, and it's you know it's it's not a throwaway line, but it's not a line that you can hinge the original trilogy on. It's a it's a heck of a line. It's actually a really awkwardly worded line that's delivered about as good as you can, given the absurdity of. The... But hearkening back to that now, yeah, with Harrison Ford's delivery, because you get the sense in the scene that Ray and Finn are there for a reason. They're like, hey, we assume. They're saying, hey, we've got this lightsaber. We've heard all these rumors. There's all these rumors, but nothing's been confirmed. It's just it's just mythology that we grew up with because it's been 30 years since Return of the Jedi. And they're kind of saying, hey, there we hear these rumors about you know, the Jedi and the Sith. And Han's never believed it. But Han's the one making the confirmation that it's true. Right. All of it. Right. And that delivery is so powerful, because knowing everything was, that we know. Right, because he was always the, the, the pessimist, kind of like the realist, maybe. Um, and uh, now that he's kind of embraced the reality of you know the universe, it's pretty cool. Like, you just see what a, what a character arc that, that Han Solo has gone through. And it just sets up a greater mythology... And anticipation for finally seeing Luke Skywalker. Yeah, now... We're um, seeing a lot of lightsabers. We're seeing a lot of potential Jedi. We're not seeing the Jedi yet at all. Doesn't make an appearance in the poster. Doesn't make an appearance in the trailer. Not even referenced. Right. They, They indicate that the Jedi are... They existed, but there are no Jedi right now. So, there's no Jedi on the poster. There might not even be any Sith. We don't know what Kylo Ren is. Kylo Ren... Hasn't Disney said he's not a Sith? Yeah, he's a Knight of Ren, but we don't know what that is. But, I think we see the Knights of Ren in this trailer. There's seven of them. And it's a rainy sequence where um, 
it's rainy and lightning and it looks like it's kylo ren leading a group of of bad guys that look like they killed a bunch of people because there's a lot of dead bodies around um there's nothing positive about the framing of this clip no it's very ominous and it looks like they did some really mean things and i believe that to be a flashback sequence but i could be wrong but um Kylo Ren, you can hear him in the trailer talking to uh, Darth Vader's helmet saying that he's going to try to finish what he started, which what did Darth Vader start? Or at least in in Kylo Ren's mind, what did he start? I don't... Well, Darth Vader didn't really start anything. The Emperor started everything. Right, well, Kylo Ren seems to think it was Darth Vader. Uh, well, you know, the Emperor started the Sith movement, but... You get the feeling that Kylo Ren is... he If he's not the son of Han and Leia, I will be shocked. Because he's carrying on his grandfather's legacy. Right. Um, rather than carrying on his uncle's. uncle's legacy, which he doesn't see as you know the most ideal path. Like, he, he grows up, he winds up believing in his grandfather's, and that's what he's carrying on. He seems to have some power. I'm sure if he's not a Sith in this movie, he's got to be borderline. Mm-hmm. And being force aware and having that kind of power. Yeah. So I feel like that particular sequence is really like poses a ton of questions, you know, with seven, seven dudes that look almost as badass as Kylo Ren. They all have like unique helmets, but it's kind of similar in a sense. But no lightsabers. Only one of them has a lightsaber. Which makes me feel like that's because lightsabers are really hard to find. They're very like special when you do find one. Right. That's why well, his is where so I'm <clears throat> looking. Matt, have you been reading the Star Wars Marvel comic book? I'm behind on it, but I have been. Um, well, for those of you not reading the Star Wars Marvel comic book, which is canon, which does count, <sighs> right? And it, you know, canon asterisk. Um, you, you learn that if lightsabers aren't upkept, if, you know, you know, people don't take care of them, they short out and die. And if you, if you're not learned in the arts of the Jedi or the Sith or how to take care of a lightsaber, you don't know how to keep it going. So you run into a dealer that has collected all these old lightsabers, but one by one, each of them is going out Mm -hmm. and they can't get them to work until they run into Luke. Mm-hmm. Who knows how to make it work. Right. So, I assume that uh, leads into why maybe Kylo Ren is the only one that knows how to make this thing work. Could be. Um, I'm still not clear on what his motivation is. Well, he's carrying on Darth Vader's legacy. Of of what, though? What was Vader's legacy? Like, what was Vader known as to the world? Or the world, the universe, the galaxy? Um, he was the... An enforcer? He was the SS. He uh, was, you know, the... It was, you know, like Hitler's second-in-command. So he went and he tried to find Jedi and kill them, and he was known as that. Well, not just the Jedi, because by the time we meet him in A New Hope, the Jedi are gone for a long time. Yeah. And he's just... He's he's the muscle. He's the enforcer. Yeah, he is. Um, so there's there's a scene later in the trailer where Ray is hunched over something 
or someone crying, Matt and I have a little dispute over who or what that is. I think it's Chewbacca. It looks like it very well could be Chewbacca. Um, but there's just a part of me that feels like Han Solo is not going to make it. Um, I, Do you I, think that's why Harrison Ford was so happy at yes, the Comic-Con? Because he's like, finally, they kill me. Sort of. I mean, I feel like he's embraced his um, legacy as being Han Solo. Mm-hmm. But... At the same time, I do think that he has always wanted that character to die because he felt like that was an appropriate arc for that character. Like, there was nothing else for that character to uh, prove. I mean, it just kind of... That's, that's That was all there was to do with him. He had basically completed his journey. And I just... I can't help but feel like that's going to be very in sync with um kind of the beats of the the prequel trilogy and the original movie um where you had the mentor figure die at the end of the of the movie and if star wars does anything it repeats a lot of the same beats so you know in the um in the episode one qui-gon dies um, even though he's a central character, and then obviously in A New Hope, Obi-Wan dies. Han Solo is the mentor character of this movie. Because we don't see any other mentor characters. We see a brief glimpse of Princess Leia. Right. When her and Han have a, have an emotional moment where they hug each other. Which was nice to see. It was nice to see that they are going to interact in some capacity in this movie, because... Han and Leia, I mean, they have their own theme song together. So, I mean, they belong together. It's nice to see uh, on a totally... Um, insinc- well, a totally sincere, but... Uh, well, it, it's nice to see Carrie Fisher not look like crap in this trailer. Agreed. She looks pretty good. She does. She, I feel like, has really turned her physical appearance around in the last five years um but yeah here we have a paul and i are looking at a frame a still frame from the trailer where ray is uh clearly distraught she's crying it appears that it's on the snow planet which leads me to believe that it's toward the end of the film um because i feel like that's where the lightsaber battle happens that's the climax i think that happens in the middle you think this is the middle i think this is toward the end I don't know where this is happening, but I feel like the the Finn, the Kylo Ren showdown, is in the middle. I feel like Why do he you gets. Think it would be in the middle. This is they're going back classic Star Wars. The lightsaber battles happen at the end of the film in classic Star Wars, not this crazy five minutes in lightsaber battle. Because I don't I don't think this is the big lightsaber battle at what, the end. What's the big I light- think Finn gets his ass handed to him. Okay. And Finn's going to get his ass handed to him again. And that's when we finally see Luke. And Luke puts Kylo Ren in his place. You think Luke... After they kill Han Solo. (sighs) Even though this clearly looks like they killed Chewbacca. So you're saying Han Solo bites it now? (laughs) So Chewie bites it in the middle. Is that Harrison Ford's nose right there? Chewie... No, that's that's her hand. That's her hand. Chewie bites it in the middle. Han bites it at the end. No one's going to be happy at the end of this movie. Except me. Because we finally get to see Luke Skywalker. Um... 
that's that's what I'm worried about. Like, I feel like this is they're gonna try to capture the tone of the original Star Wars, right? But the thing that you could do in the original Star Wars is you can kill Obi Wan Kenobi because you don't have an attachment to him yet. We have a lifetime of attachment to Han Solo. If you kill Han Solo, it's going to be devastating. At least what, for me. What I the fuck do you do with Chewbacca if you kill Han Solo? Does I Chewbacca feel like you can then... kill. I feel like you can kill Chewie and you can move on with Han and take him in another direction. But like, if you kill Chewie, if you kill Han, the fuck does Chewie do? He's what Leia's bodyguard? I don't know. I guess. I don't know. I don't know. I, I feel they like live maybe... for fucking ever. He's not dying of natural causes yet. Right. I feel like maybe Chewie will be maybe by Ray's side going forward. Maybe. Now, okay, so we think Kylo Ren is Han and Leia's son. Yeah. Who is Ray? Is that Luke's daughter? I, th- I think it's Han and Leia's daughter. So you think they're brother and sister? My, my guess is Ray and Kylo Ren are brother and sister. Mm-hmm. They are Han and Leia's uh, son and daughter children. Yeah, And Ray just happens to be a um, force-sensitive type pilot that gets wrapped into all this stuff. Finn. 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 Yeah. And then Poe Dameron is just a rebel. Yeah. Okay. And Luke, but that that might just be me trying to keep things simplified. Yeah. Well, I don't think it's all that convoluted if they're cousins. If if like Ray is Luke's daughter and Kylo Ren is Han and Leia's son. Yeah, you know that. that I mean, that doesn't make. That's fine. Like I I, I guess it would be kind of odd if both Kylo Ren and Ray, being Han and Leia's daughter, both leave the nest and they both you know like turn their backs on their family. Right, right. So maybe only one of them does that? I don't know. It looks like, based on this trailer, there's some tragedy going on, which is going to affect the tone. Like, I don't want to walk out of this theater at 12.00 or 2.01 a.m. on December 18th and feel sad. Oh, I do. I want a trilogy of Empire Strikes Backs. Yeah, but at the end of Empire Strikes Back, nobody died. You didn't lose your one of your favorite heroes of all time. Because they weren't... Well, I, I guess they were our favorite heroes of all time at that point. But, I mean, there was just still ultimate loss at the end of that movie. It was just a bummer for yeah, every, but, everyone around. It was, but by the time we could even comprehend what was going on in... The Empire Strikes Back. We had Return of the Jedi to make us feel better. Our our sadness for Chewie dying in the middle and Han dying at the end will be tempered by finally getting to see Luke kick ass at the end. Possibly. <laughs> Do you think we're going to see Luke? Do you, you really they, think we're going to see what Luke? What if they kill Chewie in the middle? Han at like the three-quarter pole and Luke at the end. <laughs> And then they'll kill Princess Leia at the end of the credits. <laughs> the, the, uh, the tag at the end of the credits. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> holy shit, can you imagine how many theaters will get burned down on December 18th? We would, like, we would have to erase this movie from our consciousness and obviously not see the other ones. If we thought the prequels were bad... I feel like, you know, I, I, I feel like I'd probably help light a match. <laughs> Put, putting the theater up but by the next morning I'd be like 
Well done, J.J. Abrams. Nice. That was bold. That was a bold <laughs> choice. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, obviously, we didn't see Luke. We have no idea what his involvement is in this Not film. even a mention. Nothing. We don't even well, see we the see, lightsaber. We see him from that profile, we, which we think is him, that we think putting is his him. robotic hand on R2-D2. Same thing we saw in the second teaser. Nothing new. No added dialogue whatsoever. So I don't know. I don't know. It's, um, you know, there's a character clearly talking to, uh, there's a still of, um, of an X-Wing flying with a stormtrooper, like, blowing up in the sky, probably 50 feet up in the air. It's kind of funny looking. Oh, that is a stormtrooper. All yeah. right. I was like, what the fuck is that? Yeah. I was so, like, are you trying to show me, like, a blurry b-wing oh no it's a it's an upside down stormtrooper so holy shit did matt and i dork out we went frame by frame watching frame by frame we did frame by trailer talking about the distinction of why there are no (laughs) a-wings and how they could have folded the the benefits of the a-wing into this new model x-wing for this later date what the a what the x-wing lacked in speed that the a-wing had over it Incom, as we all know, is the developer of the X-Wing fighter, figured out a way to speed up, like, power the engines and make them even faster. So it already had more firepower. Now it also between has the turbo speed lasers, maneuverability. Right, between turbo lasers and proton torpedoes, as <laughs> well, we all exactly. know. So, duh. Duh. And uh, clearly these new X-Wings kind of are the all-in-one package. The, the MacBook Pro... Of starfighters, if you will. Absolutely. So, um, at the end, there's some dialogue that I believe is spoken by Lupita Nyong'o, who plays some kind of character that that reveals Ray's destiny to her or something, and she basically tells Ray, "It's time to accept the Force, basically accept who you're meant to." And be. the last line of the trailer is, "Let it in." Let it in. Let the force. Is she saying that to Ray or I, Finn? I believe she's saying it to Ray. I get I get the sense from just watching, you know, the stills and the trailers that I've seen of these characters that Finn would be all about letting the Jedi in. Mm-hmm. But Ray was kind of like maybe, she's you know, maybe that's why hero. she's out on the the outer rim planet, you know, <clears throat> trying to stave that off maybe she knows what her brother has gone through right yeah finn seems like he is somewhat on a similar path to luke skywalker i mean he joined the the first order whereas luke wanted to join the empire just to get off of the planet he had you know ideas of adventure and he wanted to get involved whereas that seems to be what finn's kind of path is but ray has a completely different path she seems like very much a loner she doesn't want anything to do with anything so going back to the poster that was released earlier today there's an alien in the hodgepodge of characters in the middle of the shot yeah um i read something today about who that is i don't remember who it is but i've never heard anything about this but the article that i read was written like oh well, yeah this is this person and anyone who's anyone knows who this is I don't know who the fuck that is. I've never heard of this person before. Yeah, I've they, never seen him they before revealed, this poster. They revealed the name of that character. It's called Maz Katana. It's, um, 
That's the CGI, the motion captured CGI character played by Lupita Nyong'o. That's kind of the mentor or some kind of, I don't know what she is to, to Ray, but she, I think she reveals some past history. As a matter of fact, I think she may have like um, kind of an overdubbed kind of explanation of this flashback sequence that I'm kind of theorizing that happens with the Kylo Ren and all of his allies, and then it leads to, like, Luke burning bodies or whatever later. So we still don't know who Andy Serkis is. Andy Serkis plays Snoke. Supreme but, but we Leader haven't Snoke. Seen him. We haven't seen him. Um, also in the trailer toward the end, we see an indication that there will, in fact, be a lightsaber duel, and it's going to be between Finn and Kylo Ren. And we see a helmetless Kylo Ren... Um, and we see some great facial acting by John Boyega. John Boyega looks like he realizes he is about to be murdered. Um, like, he has no chance, and he knows it. This this particular still... It's like he sees Kylo Ren light up the lightsaber, and he's shitting his pants. Yes, and there's a there's another scene where you you fully see Adam Driver's hair, and Finn's looking right at him, and he's like, "Oh my God, Han Junior." And there's so much recognition on Finn's face that he knows who this character is. He knows who this guy is. Oh, uh, see, that's funny. He starts out pretty badass. <laughs> Do yourselves a favor, McSauce listeners. Uh, scroll through. The end of this trailer, frame by frame, to see the... At about the 155 mark, somewhere in there. To see the range of emotions that John Boyega goes through as he realizes he's he's going to get his ass killed. Oh, I think I messed that up. So, were you happy with this trailer? Are you, are you sated for a little bit? Are you going to be able to last... Two more months. It's it's two months until from this today. trailer comes out. It's literally two months from today. This is what I wanted. This is something I feel like we should have gotten a month ago. But hey, better late than never. But do um, we know any more about the movie now? I feel like a little bit. Yeah. I mean, you enough. Know, yeah. Yeah. This is this is what I wanted. What do we know? Didn't, well, we what get, what new stuff do we know? Because I don't think we know anything more than we already know. Um. Well, I mean, specifically, I guess not a ton, but I mean, we do see that, you know, Han is is somewhat of a mentor to everyone. Like, we see him actually, you know, we kind of assumed that he was going to be, but seeing him with, you know, the main characters, um, seeing, like, so like some real legit, like, dogfighting action between X-Wings and TIE Fighters, like, again, we see hints of it. But like, just just show us, give us a little something. Um, where we see, uh, for example, the the seven Kylo Ren and his seven. But no one knows that creepy allies. You only know that because you've done extensive research on every little bit of information that's come out about this. Like, I don't know who the fuck those dudes were. Well, when we first watched that trailer, I was like, it happened so fast. I'm like, all right, there's Kylo Ren and some stormtroopers. Yeah. Yeah, and only when you slow it down do you realize oh, we also not see we also see his motivations. Clearly, he's trying to carry on Darth Vader's legacy. We didn't know what his deal was, but like I always was under the impression when they announced 
supreme leader Snoke that he was going to be affiliated with Snoke and that was going to be his like guidance but it seems like he's being guided by Vader's legacy well maybe all he knows of Vader's legacy is he's supporting the Empire Maybe. so now 30 years later he's supporting the First Order and I'm also curious and but we don't know it's all guesswork this trailer didn't tell us anything eh, maybe we not. didn't already know I mean it's great to see some some new things and have some really cool scenes and you know like see the Han and Leia stuff and you know the bit where Han's like it's true all of it like it's it it it's so emotional There's so many cool things in there but this didn't tell us anything more about the plot right. that we already know you know the rebellion's still trying to be the new republic and the first order's still trying to be the new empire right right um it was just nice to see some confirmation type things as well, though, like seeing Han and Leia actually interacting in a in a um, I, I'm not going to say like a romantic way, but like loving way, a loving way, an emotional way, an emotional and an emotionally heavy way, because it looks like this is a really like powerful moment. When they embrace. She's saying, oh, it was our son that killed Luke's Jedi Order. Who knows? Maybe it was. Asterisk, (laughs) maybe. Asterisk, maybe. (laughs) I don't know, man. There there were some cool things in this trailer. Um, There were. It didn't tell us anything new. And that's good. Man, did it get us jazzed. It did. It's really cool. If I had to, you know, it wouldn't be McSauce if I didn't point out a couple disappointments. So I'm going to go ahead and do it, okay? We've been pretty glowing so far, right? Yeah, and we have, and and I still am. But I wish that we would have seen maybe, at the very least, a clash of lightsabers. Like, we didn't even see that. All we see is Finn light up. Kylo Ren lights up. Light em and up, then, up, 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 up. That's all we saw. It sounds like you're saying mup. Light well, a that's mup, how the mup, song goes. Light, light a mup. Light em. Light em up. Up, 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 up. Is it mup or up? I don't know. I don't listen to I'm that. I'm pretty sure it's up. Young mup music. isn't a word. So anyway, we don't actually see lightsabers clashing, which I, I feel like, you know, we got... Save something for the movie. I understand. I understand. But in all the prequel trailers, which are all pretty good trailers... We saw some lightsaber action. In this, all we see is shit getting lit up, and that's it. We see a ton of dogfighting, which we didn't see a ton of in the prequels. What if there is no lightsaber clashing in this movie? So you think it's literally they light their lightsabers, and then Kylo Ren chops off Finn's face? Maybe the cavalry comes in and breaks it up. Right, but like... And we don't see it until maybe the very end. So you believe... the the very last frame is Luke and Kylo clashing sabers and then credits maybe and then we pick it up in episode 8 oh man that scene with Han man as as much as people love the scene in the the teaser trailer where Han was like we're home (laughs) what did he say he's like we're home I fucking love this scene where he's fucking dead serious and he gets it he he understands everything that he blew off up until this point. It's real. The All way they do the light speed in the trailer as well with the Millennium Falcon, we see we finally see the stretching stars again. 
that were totally absent from the prequels for some bizarre reason because it's so classic Star Wars. But here we're seeing it from a totally new angle. We're seeing it from outside the ship. And then the camera kind of pans around the Falcon as it hits light speed. What? Really cool. You know what uh, I'm talking about? Yeah, I guess so. Well, no, we've we've seen the Falcon in that like not in like, that ice cave. We before. did, yeah, but not. We don't see the stretchy stars in any other way other than um, from the perspective from the cockpit. I don't think I know what you're talking about, but I'll, I'll go watch it after. All right, we'll talk, we'll talk after. With this it's not great radio. So, uh, so my disappointments are no clashing of the lightsabers, although that was almost made up for by that one shot of the X-Wing flying behind the TIE fighter, shooting like lasers out of all four of its cannons, and like each laser hit like hits another part of the TIE fighter. super nerdy. Which we are. You went through it frame by frame. Which you we saw did. Pick off a piece of the like the top of the, the right wing. wing, and then the little middle piece of the wing, and then a little bits and pieces till they blow the whole thing up. Yeah, it was awesome. It was pretty cool. And then the other minor disappointment, and you're probably not going to agree, Paul, but no, Luke. Like, just I was hope we talked about it before. I said, you know, I think we might get that green saber at the end. No, wasn't there. I, I maybe it's not there. Maybe it's not in the movie. Maybe Luke. Maybe it's true. Maybe he's in the movie for fifteen seconds. That's that's a rumor that's floating about. I've heard that he's in it for more than that, but nobody knows for sure. J.J. Uh, Abrams knows. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if I want to wager. You know what? That's fine. Give me him 15 seconds now for an exchange for two hours later. Yeah. But, like, I've waited. I've waited all my life <laughs> to see Mark Hamill, Mark Hamill's Luke Skywalker do the greatest Jedi ever type things. What like, kind of things would those be? I want to see him do the things... Darth Maul did in Phantom Menace. Well, I don't know. That's not really Luke's style. Well, like I, like I, I just want him to. I want him to be. I want to see him do Jedi things. I fuck. I'll settle for the Jabba's Palace raid again. <laughs> you know, yeah. just like I, I want to see him be like he's he's the greatest jedi when you leave return of the jedi you're like well this is the chosen one luke's the chosen one we had it wrong the whole time it's not vader it is luke yeah. luke's the one that brings balance to the force yep. i want to see him be that and if i don't get to see him be that as great as all this stuff as great as all this other stuff is gonna be i'm gonna be really fucking upset that's what i want like luke's my fucking bro it's my ace i feel like the luke we're gonna get whenever we finally do get to him, is not going to be the Luke that we left off with at the end of Jedi. And not because they're trying to like throw a curve and give you something unexpected. I just feel like that character, look at the way he evolved in just like that short time span between A New Hope and Jedi. Like He's got to be really different by the time we get 30, 35 years later. So I think he'll be cool, but he might be a lot different than we think he's going to be. I don't know. We'll see. Like, what? what is the definition of a Jedi 
35 years after Return of the Jedi versus what they were in the You know, as much as I as much as I wanted him to be Ryan Gosling in his prime, just glistening ripped abs and, you know, glowing lightsaber, doing all, you know, tons of backflips and, you know, lightsaber crap. I think I would be just as comfortable getting the Yoda I wanted from episode three Mm -hmm. with Luke in episode seven, where Luke's so fucking powerful, he doesn't need a lightsaber anymore. He's able to manipulate the force around him so well that he doesn't need to he doesn't need to take a step down and fight with a lightsaber. You know that used to be my, my mentality as well, but um, I want to see Luke light up that green lightsaber again. I want I, I want to hear that because yeah, yeah, you know I, how every lightsaber has its own. I want to see it. I want to see that fucking bright green. I want to see the hilt with that like pop top. On the end of it, like, yeah, yeah, that's the one. Like, I want to see it again, even though the blue lightsaber is my favorite. Like, I want, I want Luke to be the Jedi that I've always known he could be. Uh eh, Who knows? Who knows? Are we ready to wrap this up tonight? Do you have any last parting, parting shots about this trailer? Uh, you know, not particularly um i mean it it looks like it's gonna be great great fun um i can't wait i'm so excited um my my last thought is i'm just glad we got tickets i mean there was a moment tonight where i was starting to realize the 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 inevitable reality was gonna be i'm not gonna get to see this movie i'm not gonna get to see this movie when it comes out and that was really like scary there for a second because i mean we would have we we would have seen it that weekend maybe well we certainly we're certainly not going to see it at 7 p.m on thursday right and i was fine with that i was actually like more in the you know let's do the midnight thing because that's tradition that's star wars tradition midnight show for the new movie did it for all three prequels maybe it was a little too young for the original movies to do the midnight show but I'm of age now, Paul. <laughs> you are. You've matured. I, I have definitely matured. Like, and I, uh, it's a silly of me to think because I know it's not going to make one goddamn bit of difference because people are going to be rabid for this thing. But I'm kind of glad they're doing the 7 p.m. showing so that you know maybe that that bleeds out some of the crowd for the midnight show. So maybe it's not insane, but that doesn't matter at all for us. Because we got reserved special seating. Seats. We got reserved seating. So, fuck. If it starts at 12.10, we can get there at 12.09. The, the only concern I have, because now that I am as mature as I am, I get a little sleepy there at night. <laughs> oh, fuck so, like, you. starting a movie at no 12.01. Way. No way. When I saw The Hobbit, I saw The Hobbit at midnight. Granted, it's almost a three-hour movie. I started dozing during the cave sequence with um Gollum I did I, I was tired I believe you I don't I don't know why you'd even go to the midnight hobbit show I love the lord of the rings stuff. I do too I do too you can see the trilogy right up there on the book bookshelf yeah okay so the DVDs are over okay okay so you you love it but, but why are you questioning it then 
Hobbit, Midnight Show. You can wait till Saturday morning. So there's only one movie franchise worthy of a Midnight Show. Is that what you're telling me? Uh, yeah. Yeah, well, I don't know. If we go Batman, Superman, Midnight Show, yeah, I'm, I'm in. I might, yeah, we might have to do that. But it is a 10 and a 10 uh, after There all. is no... I, I think what it, my point is, you are not going to be sleepy for one second. Probably not. During this movie. Probably not. It is a faux concern for you, sir. That Yeah, that's true. You're going to um, be fucking juiced. Well, we do have to work that day. Fuck it. <laughs> Does that Fuck mean it. just don't go to work? <laughs> I don't give Fuck it. Doesn't like, matter. I'm going to call work. Don't give I'm going to call work that morning and I'll be like, you know what? Fuck it. And they'll know. They'll know. Taking a sick day Friday. Letting you know right now. Not going to be there. I've already taken a vacation day. I'm going to surprise them. Are you really? You're going to do that? Oh, fuck. Totally. Yeah, you would. <laughs> well, I- thanks to everyone for listening to our uh, our Star Wars Love Fest. This is pretty positive. Yeah. Pretty positive. Yeah. And uh, not nearly as long as I thought this one was going to go. That's what she said. Um, thanks to Ian Sharpley for helping us out tonight. Oh, oh, come on. That was a low blow. Low blow. I hope he's listening. I don't think he listens to the ones that he's not on there. We can say whatever he wants. He doesn't listen to this he shit. He listens. Uh, thanks to Disney for hooking up with ESPN for oh, Monday Night Football. I mean, Monday Night Football, Star Wars, what a match made in heaven. Yeah. You know, it's the perfect cross promotion. Makes perfect sense. Yeah. I don't know why they never thought of it before. And uh, thanks to my good buddy, Matt Cassell for being here tonight well thanks to my good buddy uh i almost called you Ian Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah thanks to paul mcginty too he's okay constant vigilance for those of us dedicated to the show uh my name is paul mcginty and i'm matt casal we'll see you next time I think that was good. That was good. Should kick Ian off.